Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go there to get all of your wrestling news. We had a big weekend, Elimination Chamber, a lot of MMA events. We have the MMA podcast Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. But for now... We're talking SmackDown, or WWE Raw, rather. We'll be talking SmackDown Live on Tuesday. We'll be talking business and news on Wednesday with the list in your boy. If you all missed it this weekend, I posted for free the Abducted in Plain Sight review. Alex, have you seen this movie yet? No, I've read about it. I I, I can't. Like, I, I know you'll, I you'll be mad. I, be I, mad. I, I, don't, I don't need that in my life, man. I... I I, 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 as it is, I never have time to watch anything but wrestling. Like, cause whatever, whatever my daughter wants to watch is what we want to watch. I'm not going to watch that with her. Sure. Guys, if you all want to support fightful.com directly and our independent coverage of pro wrestling, MMA and boxing, we have a pro wrestling, uh, premium service, fightful select dozens of podcasts a month. I post a lot of early access stuff up there. Over 200 items since we launched early access and, uh, we post a lot of news tidbits that we reveal on this show and others as I get them. So uh, head over there. There's probably something that you like up there. This week, I'm filming a couple of retro reviews, but we got a lot to talk about. We got WWE Raw to talk about. We have Hall of Fame stuff to talk about. But how about this? I'm not going to do a Blue Chew segue unless Alex talks about boners on his own. If Alex just gets up and decides to talk about them on his own, we'll get into it. But we had pretty big news. Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, Ricochet, Tommaso Ciampa, some NXT names just popping up on Raw today, Alex. Yeah. When I first heard the report, I was like, ha-ha, that funny joke. Uh, But still, at this point, it feels like I mean, are, are the, is it a full call-up? Is it like a call-up half the time? Is it like it's a call-up as soon as Tommaso and Johnny drop the titles? Listen, whatever it is, I'm just happy that Raw is going in a new direction. What's that, Alex? I said I'm happy that Raw is going in a new direction. That's it. You did it. New direction. Our buddies at BlueChew.com have that for you. You know, if you want, they they weren't the only things that popped up tonight on Raw. Maybe it was the new direction. And it was probably because of BlueChew, something that this crowd in Lafayette could have used. BlueChew can enhance your performance 
and quite frankly, the crowd reactions that you get from said performance. And I think everybody could have used a little bit. Even if you're you're good to go, Blue Chew can still enhance your performance. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill or prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. They're made in the USA and prepare and ship direct. Right now, you get them for free. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Somebody says, oh, Sean, you're trying too hard. I'm like, no, I'm not. Not with Blue Chew. Now with Blue Chew, get out of my live chat. Get out of my live chat. Alex, as you were saying, yeah. NXT call-ups, a bit random, a bit odd. Vince McMahon wanted to shake things up a bit, but there were people on the SmackDown brand and NXT who had no idea this was happening today. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, you, two of these guys, I feel like it, you, you could make an absolute argument for they've done what they needed to do in NXT. They're ready to come up. They have no encumbrances, i.e. title belts they would need to lose. Um, I'll stay away from NXT taping spoilers for one of those guys. Um, but, I mean, we've seen Sasha Banks come up and be a full-time member of the NXT, of, of the WWE roster while also still holding the women's championship. I mean, I think she held it for like five weeks before she lost it to Bailey, something like that. Um, I don't know what their plans are with, with Gargano and, and Ciampa as far as what they're going to do with those titles. Um, but uh, we'll certainly see. As far as the other two, those two guys, Black and Ricochet, felt like the most, hey, these guys are on Raw now kinds of matches as opposed to DIY coming up and, you know, stealing one from, from, uh, from the revival. Although the, they were the tag champions and they did beat the tag champions there. We'll, we'll talk more about that. But uh, like I said, a lot of people caught off guard by this today within WWE and keep in mind, they have a whole mess of call-ups that they haven't done anything with yet. Yeah, <laughs> EC3 oh. was not on this show. I don't no. know what heavy machinery did, but we're going to break it down later. It yeah. was real weird. It was. Um, oh, boy. But, yeah, NXT call-ups, you know, maybe it'll pop a rating. And a lot of people say, well, why don't they make it a surprise? I did an interview with Jimmy Jacobs a while back. Uh, it's well worth a listen. He really goes in-depth about why they do that. He said, man, it's really awesome to have a person debut or The Undertaker show up and get a surprise. But when you compare the numbers that we would do when we would announce it ahead of time, you see why they announced it ahead of time. But Triple H comes out, runs down Elimination Chamber, mentions the DX induction in the Hall of Fame. Now, we posted this. I mean, I guess you could say we broke it, but we didn't. Adult Swim broke it, and somebody leaked it to us on Twitter. So comedy, uh, the Cartoon Network is out there breaking news Yep. now. Um, of course, WWE did the thing where they said ESPN is, is uh, uh, breaking the news, but it's Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, X Pac, and China. So China is in the Hall of Fame. Your thoughts, Alex? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, this is this. Uh, I, I see a lot of like China should have gotten in on her own. Well, I don't know if that was ever going to happen. This is a clever end ra- end run around that. If they if they wanted to get her in a different way, 
Um, I, I was never the biggest DX guy. Um, I thought they had some some fun shenanigans and stuff and stuff that was that was done that frankly never should have been done. Uh, a blackface promo kind of rings a bell as things that may have been over the line. I mean, I know it was twenty years ago, but still. Uh, I will always remember them for uh, the, you know, invasion of the WCW Nitro uh, taping. Uh, that was the thing for me that kind of like solidified in my brand. Well, you better get ready to hear that story a few times before. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. The, the the speech with all of them up there, just them, you know, rambling about that. Uh, that should be a good 45 minute one. So DX is in the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that. I've got a column on uh, Sean Waltman coming out this week. I really feel like because of Triple H going into the Hall, Sean Michaels being a two-time inductee, Billy Gunn being an AEW but still going in, and then China being in, that Sean Waltman is kind of overshadowed. So I'm going to take a look at that this week. The article is already up on Select for uh, Tier 2 members. Triple H then announces several NXT names are making their debuts tonight. Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa. None of them really got any good pops at the open of the show, which is a real, real bad omen for the rest of this night. The the rule of thumb, generally, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the big cities are where you get a lot of your hardcore fans who come to Raw, and they're they're the ones who are going to watch NXT religiously, love these guys, and are going to cheer for them. And small towns of which Lafayette, Louisiana would qualify, um, are usually families, uh, more casuals, um, people who are there wearing their John Cena uh, t-shirts, and they might not watch NXT, or at least... When, when he's, when or he's or the show that they're at. Or right, exactly. Uh, at, at, at NXT, I mean, when he mentioned NXT, there were like, you know, a good half dozen people in the audience who tried to get a NXT chant going. And I think a lot of people were like, I don't know what that is. This was not a this is not the best place to debut these four fellows. We kick off the night's matches with a tables match. Braun Strowman defeated Baron Corbin, who apparently no longer has friends. The two brawl outside the ring, but Braun's ribs give way and Corbin attacks. Strowman reverses a suplex on the ramp, throws Corbin into the LED boards on top of that ramp. We come back from commercial and I did think it was kind of funny, the booking. Corbin, realistically, did to a less severe degree at Elimination Chamber what Strowman did to him at TLC. A bunch of people showed up and kicked his ass. So then we we finally get the score settled, and Strowman ends up hitting Corbin with the stairs, putting him through the table. Now, Corbin was real smooth with that boss man spot around the table the first time. Went to the well again, got thrown into it. No Drew McIntyre, no Bobby Lashley, which goes to show you that last night, as of right now, didn't mean shit. And that was a recurring theme this evening, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't know why you have the, you know, Corbin's buddies come out and deliver the beat down to Strowman um, uh, last night, if tonight they're not going to get involved. Yeah. at least it it appears to me that finally mercifully this feud is at an end almost everything in the ring tonight counteracted something that happened last night yeah or had something to do nothing to do with it. it it's pretty wild 
so this match happened. Braun wins. All right. Uh, oh. all, all, all I want is for this this thing to be over and for both people to move on to something else. I I I, I do not know. Still have major problems with Baron Corbin still wearing the, the, the GM attire afterwards. And also they, they said this thing during the commentary that, that um, Braun Strowman is the reason that, that uh, Corbin's no longer the GM, which is just false. Like all the McMahons came out and said, actually we know who to blame for all of our terrible ratings and us sucking. It's that guy. Braun Strowman wasn't the one who said, Hey, it's him. Seth Rollins was the one who said, just come out. It's, it's you. It's a weird thing that they were like, retroactively blaming Corbin losing his GM spot on Strowman, which did not happen. Corbin meets, or not Corbin, Strowman meets Paul Heyman on the ramp and kind of intimidates him. And Heyman sells it to the degree to where they had to go to a commercial. I thought that was a nice touch that Strowman shook him up so much that they were like, okay, we're going to give him through the commercial to kind of regroup and say what he needs to say. That was a nice touch. Probably, honestly, the pop of the night, too. Yeah. Anything else on that? Or are you just gonna? No, I mean it, it was. <laughs> I I I like the 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 Paul Heyman being petrified of of Braun if Braun takes one step toward him as being like a a a character trait that is consistent for months now. If we ever finally get Braun beating Brock, it'll actually be the culmination of a long, long time of these of of him wanting to get his hands on 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 Brock in a fair fight, although they've had several, and every time Brock has put him down pretty easily. So we'll just forget about those if they want us to forget about those, you know, because storytelling. So what we get is Paul Heyman throwing to what I thought was a nice series of videos of Brock Lesnar's career, and WWE does this very well. And sometimes you do forget all that has happened with Brock Lesnar. I mean, he has legitimately accomplished so much, especially in those first two years, but I mean, there. Quite frankly, there are times I forget that he was the guy that stopped the Undertaker streak because the match was so forgettable. It was all a moment, but he's done an awful lot. And I remember back then, people thought, "Oh, why are they?" I mean, people still think, "Why did they give it to him?" But because there was the impression that he was going to leave soon thereafter, mm-hmm. and uh, that didn't end up happening. He's still around. But any thoughts on this this series of videos that we saw? Um. I, I it's a weird deal. It's like, hey, remember Brock Lesnar? Well, you wouldn't need to remind us about him if he actually showed up every now and then. But also, it kind of, uh, kind of made me think like it was like a. So, when we keep the title on him after Mania, remember these videos that prove to you why we're gonna do that. Like that's it felt like a a a justification way ahead of time for the thing we all don't want. Yes. Andrew Thompson's in the live chat. Go follow him at 80 Thompson underscore underscore. He will be with me in Las Vegas for double or nothing weekend. It's going to be good. We're going to have, uh, get some good content there. So give him a follow. He does a lot of great news writing for us. Up next, Finn Balor comes out and says that he grew up watching Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Ric Flair as Intercontinental Champions, and will carry that on. He is interrupted by Alex, you guessed it, Leo Rush, who got attacked by Bobby Lashley last night. Mm-hmm. And tonight, he's setting up a distraction for Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Man, this is weak. This is yeah, weak. 
Yeah, the, there's not a lot of consistency. I mean, uh, w- honestly, when Lashley attacked him, I thought there was like a 35% chance that this would happen. I mean, I, I wanted to give the benefit of the doubt, and it was better 50-50 at least, that they would actually figure out how to do that. The problem is, is I don't know if Lashley by himself is as interesting as Lashley with Leo Rush. So maybe the turn shouldn't have happened, but once you do it, you kind of got to stick with it, right? I mean... I- I have a lot of people that, that were saying, well, he can cut promos. He didn't impact, yada, yada. Yeah, but we we saw what WWE does to that type yeah. of guy. And that's that's what we experienced for the first seven, eight months of their 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 marriage together, uh, right. Bobby Lashley and WWE. And it wasn't pretty. And Leo Rush is fantastic and necessary to that act. Yeah. Lashley alone gets us... Lashley's sisters as a segment. That was what they had for him to do when he was alone. And then when they didn't do that, they had him run an obstacle course. That's what they, that's, those are the ideas they have with him by himself. I'd much prefer him, ironically, coming out and mooning me. That's, that's the thing that we have with Leo Rush, which is better than him running an obstacle course or ugh, his sisters. Yeah, it was rough, man. So they attack Finn Balor. Ricochet makes the save, and that match is going down. This was a damn good match. The the timing for all these guys was on. I've I've often said the only person I've seen live who is more physically impressive to me than Ricochet is Leo Rush, and you get to see their interaction in the ring. It, It was a bunch of stuff that shouldn't be physically possible. Like, people shouldn't be able to move and react that fast, but they did. And it was it was really really something to behold. These two guys are insane together. Ricochet handsprings out of a Hurricane Rana. You have Ricochet and Leo Rush. They are my low key and amazing red from like 16, 17 years ago, where they are like a a Mortal Kombat fight come to life, and that's very cool. Uh, Ricochet impresses against Lashley too. Balor comes in, ends up beating up Leo Rush pretty thoroughly. Lashley, did it look to you like he got busted open a little bit? I saw some blood flying around off that kick. Yeah, I might have, I might have seen that too. But I couldn't see like any any specific split or anything like that. But a coup de grace is stopped by Lashley. This goes through a couple of commercials. Balor gets worked over. Ricochet gets the hot tag, and Leo Rush really sells like a million bucks for him. There's a great Fosbury flop from Ricochet. And Ricochet is running from Bobby Lashley outside the ring, backflips off the barricade, which leads to Finn Balor drop kicking Lashley into the barricade. The timing on this from all three guys had to be perfect, and it was Alex. This is great. It was an amazing spot. Um, you 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 could do uh, a hell of a lot worse than a Finn and Ricochet tag team at some point down the line uh, holding the belts um that might be fun but th- this th- this to me was was the the coming out party for ricochet they were obviously trying to get him to let him do all of his spots and really be um spectacular let him letting him do uh his stuff opposite leo where we all know how fast leo is but oh wait there's this other guy here who's just as fast and and also he's not intimidated at all by a dude who's way bigger than him so that's that's a cool thing. We got to see the, all the facets of him. Got to see his almost his entire move set. Uh, loved all of it, and then to be able to pair him uh, with Finn, uh, another a new dimension. 
as well, as well as a new direction. You know I'm all about new directions. Mm-hmm. A magnificent 630 on Leo Rush. You had mentioned the first time you saw this move, yeah. you thought it was camera trickery. When they slow it down, Alex, yeah. it looks like, um, gosh, what's that song? With the meme where people just flip and roll, but they don't move. It yeah. looks like that. Like, you know, how can he do that physically? I remember the first time I saw Two Cold Scorpio do a 450. I was like, that's it. Doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> As it turns out, it does. Yes, it does. This was, I thought, a good highlight of Ricochet. And backstage, Finn Balor gives Ricochet the spotlight in their promo so Ricochet can cut a Live Your Dreams promo. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, I feel like that's authentic. I feel like all the emotion and the nervousness there was authentic. I feel like, as we said, this kind of blindsided a lot of people. So it's very possible that yesterday or whenever it was before he got the call, Ricochet was like, okay, I got another, you know, another year maybe in NXT before I get called up. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, kid, you're on the main roster now. Like for a guy who's, who's, like, you know, you everyone's seen that old picture of old, of a very, very young Ricochet um, with, with Triple H. And you know how long this guy has been waiting to actually make the main roster of WWE. And the fact that it wasn't like a part of a long plan, but like, hey, right now you're doing it. And for him to nail everything that he did in the ring, I'm excusing any a little slip ups during the during the promo because he was really, really in it at this at that moment. Lucha House Party defeated the Major Brothers. Really, the story of this match to me was that interesting camera angle we saw as they cut to the match. It was like from the ramp towards the ring. It was almost yeah. like an NXT Season 1 camera angle. I, I like that. But Ryder and Hawkins get beat up, beaten up until Ryder gets a double neck breaker. Hawkins got some offense, including a Michinoku driver. He lands a kick but walks into a Hurricane Rana pin uh, from Dorado after the Metal League distraction. His last um, main roster win on TV in the States, 2011. He did get one uh, overseas over Apollo Crews a couple years ago. I wonder if they regret giving him that win because it really did nothing. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Yeah. This this was all right to me. It was short. It was sweet. This is one of those matches I'll give on my my match ratings, like a 5 out of 10 because it was harmless, but I'll put in parentheses, very short match graded on a scale yeah no this is this is this is what it is um I, i'm fine with it um i think that you know i'm hoping they're building toward something with the major brothers although um as we saw later um great tag team wrestling is now possible on raw i don't need another b team run with the major brothers um uh, you know, mucking up the top of the of the Raw Tag Division now that great tag team wrestling is possible on Monday nights. Speaking of great tag team wrestling, we saw the greatest tag team of our generation, Heavy Machinery, cutting maybe the most generic promo I have ever seen in my entire life. And when I say generic, I mean you get the 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 normal guy explaining everything, and then you get Otis popping up and going, "Stay." and then Lacey Evans walks out and then turns around and walks back so what do heavy machinery do apparently in an effort to impress her they do the Vince McMahon walk down the ramp Mm -hmm. 
Now, pardon me while I at Duvois. Yeah. Um, this is a thing. Um, heavy machinery loves to have fun. And as Corey Graves pointed out to Michael Cole, commentary. Yeah. No, as, as Corey, as Corey Graves pointed out to Michael Cole, when Michael Cole said that of the Lucha house party, everybody likes to have fun, Michael. And Michael Cole had nothing, no response to that because he realized he had been checkmated. Yes. Everybody likes to have fun. Um, uh, listen, the, the promo is ridiculous. Uh, they've been trying to, you know, figure out what to do with these guys uh, for months now, uh, along with Lacey Evans, along with Nikki Cross, along with EC3. We still haven't seen Lars. We don't even – I don't know what's up with that. I'm not going to speculate. But but the idea of these guys coming out in here being like, oh, we're going to do a little – interview with charlie let you know who we, who we are who we are is two big meatheads we like to lift weights and eat steak okay fine um the one possible silver lining about this whole thing is if we're headed to a deal where lacey evans is basically the manager of heavy machinery and we do little skits backstage where she's trying to teach them how to have manners that could be a fun little way to kill some time with comedy on Raw each week. And I'm fine with that. A little a little gender reversal, my fair lady. I'm cool with that. But because honestly... Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection. Ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know what you're going to do with these people otherwise. So. Yeah, and, and maybe that should have been the thing before they were called up. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the idea if you're, that, you're looking to do comedy stuff, poor No Way Jose got called up last year. He's man. not done anything. He's not even doing what he's good at, which is starting live events off. Yeah. He's not doing anything. This is the it's, deal. It's just, it's unreal. It's, it's just, it's you a mess. Have- you have two different ways of calling up a bunch of people. One, let's do a video package um, every week for apparently months, and and then we finally debut them, but we have no idea what we're doing with them. Or, alternatively, you can call up a bunch of other people on in one day, bring them up, have them all have big matches, and 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 have a, some apparently some kind of real direction for them. I don't know what, man, but you, you haven't done anything with the call-ups from the last time. So bring up a bunch of other new call-ups. Seems like you're just hoarding people onto the onto the main roster. I, I don't know. That that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, Royal sure going to be stacked this year. I'll tell you that. 
We see another Kevin Everyman Owens promo. He is very disappointed about movie theater costs, which I will say, if their I, goal is to make him relatable, they succeeded. I I love like listen, uh, listen. I absolutely can can relate to his his son. When my dad sent me to the concession stand with a twenty to buy to buy concessions, there's no way he was getting any change, but there was always change. So I totally relate to his kid as well. Um. This this is great. I mean, like I'm, t- I, I totally buy his. Like while I was gone and home, I realized what's actually important and what I fight for, and it's my family. And I'm totally in on like devoted dad Kevin Owens as this, you know, scrappy baby face. Like let's let's make it work. Let's see how it works. I'm 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 absolutely willing to give it a shot. I think these things are great. That little touch where he dropped his phone but caught it before it hit the ground, I loved it. I, I'm I'm in love with this guy. I have been uh, forever. I'm 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 waiting to see how a babyface Kevin Owens could work because he's always been dastardly. So I'm totally down to see how he works as a good guy. Backstage, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are back there. They are approached by Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and then approached by the Revival. I don't know who wrote this, but they did a really bad job. Yeah. The the dialogue was not great. Uh, as much as I was popping to see all of these NXT guys like sharing a screen together uh on Raw. I mean, if you had if you had replaced Bobby Roode with Jason Jordan, this would have been like this would have been everything I could have hoped for like two or three years ago. Because the the, um, the the days of DIY American Alpha and Revival are as stacked as the top of any tag team division has been in, in forever. Those were amazing days. Um, and I, I long for those days. So the idea that possibly we might be getting a DIY up on the main roster with Revival as well, because Rude is, is, has really opened my eyes to see how, how valuable he is as, as, a, as a, uh, a tag team wrestler. But I will say, having Ciampa not exhibit any of his really heelish stuff in this or in the match um, makes me remember when they brought up Bobby Roode, who was as heelish as heelish could be at NXT, and there's no turn required whatsoever. Just be happy to be here on the main roster, and they did that with him. They could do the same thing with Ciampa. You never know. Yeah, uh, this was straight ass, this this promo. It was bad. Uh, The match, though, was not bad. Gargano has a great showing early. Uh, this wasn't an NXT takeover barn burner by any stretch of the imagination. It was a good WWE Raw tag team match. Uh, they bounced, they being DIY, bounced Wilder off the stairs. Ciampa landed several German suplexes. There was a hilarious spot where he has Wild or he has Dawson, and then he goes to back body drop Wilder, and Wilder gets hung up on the top rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can tell he's like, I'm just going wherever the momentum takes me. I don't want this to look bad. Mm-hmm. But he was stuck in limbo. Yeah. He looked like one of those birds, you know, those bird decorations that you can put on the end of your finger. Yeah. Yes. And it just, that that was uh, Dash Wilder. The strikes get really stiff. Uh, Ciampa reverses a shatter machine and almost gets the pin. A Johnny Wrestling Slingshot DDT hit. Uh, the ref has a little bit of trouble uh, tra- or keeping track of this match, but the spot of the match to me, that Steiner Bulldog from the Revival, that kicked ass. Loved it. I love that all their innovation of, of of tag team moves is, is so great. The the um 
one of the things I love is the tag in uh, from Dawson to Dash. Dawson does a German suplex, a bridging German suplex, and then uh, Dash rolls through into a into a pin, into a pin a pinning combination, and Dawson immediately exits to go to go out. That that's it's so smooth when they hit that. I love it. These guys are technicians. I love it. Uh, listen, DIY versus. Uh, Versus Dash and Dawson is the greatest tag match I've ever seen from from years ago. They they can do that again on the main roster, as far as I'm concerned. Give them 25 minutes at Mania. Let them go. This crowd is all kinds of ass, but I mean, you can't expect them to be super pumped for people they don't know either. Yeah, that's the that's the deal. Is it was like they would been this this match in front of a hot crowd who knows the history between these guys and is happy now that finally the Revival's getting some shine on the main roster and DIY's back together again for one night only on the main roster, maybe, or are they back for, for good, all that stuff, that kind of intrigue in front of a crowd who really knows it, man, it would have been just fire. But as far as this crowd's going, it's like, hey, uh, who's that guy? He's got a big beard. Like, it just it didn't feel like they did anything, knew anything about this. A short little clip. That's it. And you know what you shouldn't do? Show the same clip for seven or eight straight weeks, then have the people come out and do literally the absence of something. What yeah. they've had EC3 and Lacey Evans do is, <laughs> oh my God, it's so weird. Slingshot spear on Dawson uh, and DIY's finish wins it. This is fine. This would have reached higher match ratings, which are up at Fightful Select right now. But this this crowd was total garbage, man. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping they would get into it by the end, but they didn't even. I mean, they, 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 how would how would you get into it if you don't know the significant the the, the uh, significance of the DIY finisher they used to do when they were baby faces, and now they're doing it again? Like, it, if you don't know the significance of that, why would you pop for it? You know, and that's the problem is that you decided to do this in front of the absolute wrong crowd for it. Another underwhelming promo, Sasha Banks and Bailey come out to crickets, but the crowd wakes up for some light, you deserve it chance. They put over their accomplishments and friendship and throw out to their catchphrases, but they do establish these titles will be defended across all brands. These women's tag team titles. That's good news. Yeah. Um, there, there, there can be no other way of doing it, in my, in my opinion. It's the best way. Whatever brand needs them, gets them. Yes. Yeah. And if you're running into a situation where you can't fit a bunch of call-ups on one brand, you say, okay, well, the women's tag team titles can go tear it up on the, another brand. Or if they're both loaded, say, you know what? Maybe they can run a program in NXT for a little bit because you know those two girls would love oh. to do that. Man, it, it, it's Kyrie and Eero, the EO, they would love that. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a one-off, like just, just go down there and like, okay, open challenge. Who wants it? You know, the, the crowd in full sail would lose their minds if Bailey and Sasha showed up as a surprise to give an open challenge and Kyrie and EO uh, uh, and Io Shirai answered it. It would, it would be amazing. Nia and Tamina come out and threaten the champions, bring up how Sasha Banks always loses her title in the first defense, and they get run off. I mean, it established the next promo. I honestly assumed they would probably face each other at WrestleMania, but we'll see how it goes. Where do you think this goes, Alex? I think I think they defend it successfully at Fastlane against Nia and Tamina, and then I hope there's a cross-brand defense of it at Mania. I hope that somebody... I, I, don't, I don't know. Um... 
but the, the rumor that I keep seeing everyone everyone says, "Hey, what's what's your what's your uh, speculated WrestleMania card?" I keep seeing uh, Sasha and Bailey defending it against Trish and Lita, and I just I I, mm. I don't want it. That's why they said the, the past, the future. Yeah, I get it. I don't. I, I don't want to see that. I want to see like like people who actually have a chance of you know winning and retaining and defending the belts. Sure. But that's just me, maybe. Dean Ambrose backstage was a, a funny little highlight. I thought Drew McIntyre came up to Triple H. He was talking to Natalia, probably about why she didn't get her match last week <laughs> or this week or this week, <laughs> and. <laughs> Drew asks about wanting Seth Rollins this week, but Dean Ambrose shows up and slaps him. <laughs> and I like Triple H's reaction. He's like, do you still want Seth or do you want me to just... Yeah. yeah. Well, this match was real quick. Ambrose gets jobbed out. Real proper like. Mm-hmm. And Claymore. And that's a wrap, Alex. Yes, it is. Except for his backstage thing uh, later. Well, after this match. match was a wrap. It was very quick. No, no, and no, no, no. Here's the deal. Um, I'm fine. Listen, Dean, Dean's leaving. He's going to job out, uh, to guys, put him over on his way out as is tradition. But I love that, um, that almost that his character knows that's what's happening and backstage, he could not give less of an F and I, I, I love it. I think it's so cool. Him just coming up and slapping, uh, uh, Drew and then later, uh, with, with Seth, where he's like, hey, Seth, why weren't you coming out there to help me? And Seth looks at him like, weren't we just feuding like two weeks ago? What the hell? That's what like, I want. When stuff like that doesn't make sense, I love to react accordingly. And, it, and it's so perfect that it's that it's Dean that is like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, that's that's oh, it's so good. I, 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 I'm Honestly, if this Dean had been the Dean we were watching for the past several months, I'd really be sad to see him leave. As it is, I'm going to miss this Dean, whatever we get of him before he leaves. But I'm so happy that he gets to go somewhere else and maybe keep this kind of a fun, loose character. Like, the way he walks to the ring is just fun. Like, this is he doesn't care. Maybe he's going to go on vacation. Maybe he's going to go to Jacksonville. Maybe he'll go to Miami. And he can do that in style with Fightful's new <laughs> beach-inspired T-shirt. Go check it out right now. It's a beauty. You're going to just... Run in. You're going to see. I'm trying to say something appropriate without making a Miami Vice, Vice City chainsaw reference. So I'm just going to stop there. Get the shirt. It's beautiful. It's different than any other shirt out there in the wrestling world. Enjoy. So Dean Ambrose does walk away. Man, I'm trying to keep it appropriate since I found out that sixth graders are watching our show, Alex. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I don't want to talk about Tony Montana chopping people up with chainsaws. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. it it's not appropriate. After I sell dick pills on the show. Yeah. Elias is out to the ring. You could tell where this was going a mile away, Alex. Yeah. When 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 Drew uh, was talking to Trips and he said he wanted Seth Rollins, we all knew that couldn't happen. And he slowly turned around. I was so hoping it was going to be Alistair Black standing there because Alistair versus Drew is a match I could so get into. Um, But when they weren't announcing who Alistair was going to face, I was like, ooh, is that like a, I mean, like it's a special surprise and they don't want to tell us? Oh, no, they're just waiting for the Elias thing. Oh, okay, disappointed. 
This but was a good match. This was it, a good team. It was a good match, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I did not expect it to be. I thought it was going to be. Alistair shows up. Black masses him, and that's his debut. I was happy the match actually turned out to be a really good TV match. It was a good TV match. The cameraman was not familiar with Alistair Black's spot, but to be fair, yeah, a lot of people didn't know about this. However, this was a match on Moody Night Raw, Alex, because as Alistair Black is trotting to the ring. Michael Cole goes, he's so moody. Why? Uh, here's the deal. Here's here's what he says. He's dark. He's moody. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you thought of dark and then used a thesaurus feature on your laptop and came up with moody and said, I'll, uh, I'll use that as a placeholder. I'll change it later. And then forgot to. Tell me the truth, Michael. That's what happened. Because he's not moody. Your your fifteen year old daughter is moody, like this. This is not. This is no, no, uh, no, no. Again, a good match, but I, Alistair Black. I'm thinking, man, there's not a lot more ways to have him have his steam killed off. Although Elias is a formidable opponent, quite frankly, I don't think Elias is hurt at all by eating a black mass and getting pinned, no. especially especially a black mass that connects that solidly, like yeah. right to the temple. That was a good one. That was a good one. Elias had a great knee as well, but no uh-huh. heat to this. Sad. Again, th- this crowd doesn't know who, who who's the tattooed guy. I've never seen him before. Like, it's it's not – these guys these guys were showing up hoping to – like, they're the crowd that shows up and wants to see you play the hits. They don't so, want to see what's on the new album. You we know? are on a pay-per-view follow-up Raw review with four debuts, a title match, yep. and we're almost through the whole thing. Yeah, That's how, I mean, they, they really didn't write a lot for this show. No. And, and that's okay to rely on your wrestling at points, but man, you got to make people care about these people. Yeah, You got to make people care. I was rewatching the CM Punk John Cena thing, and man, compared to today, it's amazing how far the bar has been raised for the in ring. Because I watched that match and I go, decent. They were all over the place. It was a pretty good match, but man, the story yeah. made yeah. people care. And there's not a lot of that. In fact, they ran back a squash match from last night, and I'm wondering why. Well, here's the deal I was watching this match tonight and thinking, well, that was the match I wanted last night. I wanted that match. Like when I was like, why did they job out Ruby in a minute forty? Like she looked terrible last night. Tonight she looked awesome. She made Ronda look awesome. This was a this was a great match. Ruby is, I think, consistently the most underrated performer in the women's division across both brands. I I I, I love it. You know, I am inclined to disagree. Uh, not about Ruby Riot. I thought Ruby Riot was fantastic in this match. I thought this was one of Ronda Rousey's poorest performances thus well, far. Well, I, obviously there wasn't much Ruby could do about the uh, <laughs> punching air. Yeah, punching air and uh, ju- jumping off the, uh, the the top yes. to, the, to the floor. But no, that's I, not Ruby Riot. Uh, the way she sold some of those um, arm drags and uh, uh, hip thro- hip tosses. And that thing into the top turnbuckle at the end of the match. The way Ruby sold that was just Bama slamma. Yeah, Bama slamma onto the onto the top turnbuckle. Uh, Riot got a lot more offense in this than last night because she got none last night. Sto takedown got her nice uh, 
sent on. I love that. And I love that Rhonda's like, yeah, do it. Who cares? I know I got busted up with a crutch and had to go through concussion testing, but who cares? Took two riot kicks, including one off the top rope. Uh, Rousey, that punch miss was bad. I'm talking Dustin Rhodes and Virgil at like the 1990 Royal Rumble bad. And if you all don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch it if they haven't edited it. Uh, Ruby Riot's facial expressions was really great, but Ronda's work here was not good in my estimation. She did win, and you're not going to hear me say that about Ronda Rousey an awful lot. I really, really enjoy her work, but it's man, it's it's amazing that if I were to lay out all the things that happened on this show and what could have happened. And then told you, oh, well, Alex and Sean will be through the review in 42 minutes. I'd be like, really? I would have worried that we fit within the hour, Alex. But right. so much of this was so inconsequential. Right. It was the opposite of what they've been so good at for the last several months of putting stakes on everything. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know why this rematch happens. I don't know how you get a rematch for the championship after losing in a minute 40 the night before. I don't know what – I don't know how that – works no immediate rematches unless you don't win the title and you lose yeah. in under like two minutes um yeah i don't know what that is um uh they have two more of these before fast lane they have next week and then the go home like that's it so i mean they certainly this this was this this didn't really advance your storylines we have no idea who Finn's going to face or who the Revival's going to face. Maybe they face DIY. Maybe. I mean, but like, it's usually they're, they're so like, okay, hey, you're, you're facing this, the pay-per-view, and that's three weeks from now. Like, we didn't get that at all. So, I get, you know, like, we'll, we'll progress toward things, but there's not a lot in the picture for Mania. There's not, there's less involved for the picture at Fastlane as well. So, um, tomorrow, we're supposed to find out who Daniel Bryan's going to face at Fastlane, even though uh, if I could um, lay out a little suggestion for what they should do is to not have Daniel Bryan face anybody at Fastlane because my this is my little pitch that's not going to come true at all. So Harper's almost all the way back. Let's have him join up with Rowan and be the two guys who are helping out Bryan. Kofi wants a match at Mania versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan says, okay, I'll give you that match, Kofi. If your two buddies can beat my two boys at Fastlane in a no DQ match. And let's let's remember how many times my boys beat the crap out of your boys before Rowan got injured, and that's the only reason they lost that match. And have that match at Fastlane be Big E and Xavier trying as hard as they can to give Kofi his shot at Mania and have that be the story. Have have like Xavier refused to die, even though he's being just destroyed by these guys. Like, I feel like that could be amazing to have them finally pull it out and give Kofi his match at mania through that, that there's an amazing way to tell that story to help Biggie and Xavier be the ones to give Kofi his match at mania. That would be great. And it would be such a dastardly move of Brian to say, no, 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 you don't even get to qualify it. They have to do it for you. I think that'd be great. I wish that would happen. I think that would be awesome. I think it is, if there is ever, it's the right time for that yeah. match. And 
even if Kofi wasn't their original plan, it's like, man, you look at everything, you ride the wave. And considering the nature of their business model right now, where they get a billion dollars for TV and nobody's showing up to the venue, ride the wave of whatever it is the crowd gets behind for better or for worse. If somebody is super over one way or another, ride that immediately. That money's already in your pocket. You're playing with house money. Just do what the fans want in the moment. Like, especially if you don't have a long-term plan already. I don't know what their plan was before Kofi got involved in this whole mess. But they they do this thing where they show a little preview of tomorrow. Who's going to be the person who faces Daniel Bryan at Fastlane? Well, we can assume that all of those guys are also the possibilities for a match at Mania. And they showed like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Randy, Ray. Like none of those people... I feel like would would get the crowd as pumped for that match at Mania as Kofi would. Improbably, a week ago, Kofi is the guy who everyone wants to see wrestle Daniel Bryan for the WWE title at WrestleMania 35. That's amazing to me. Why would you not just give in to all the hype that's going on right now and give that match its due? I mean, good God. Alex, this was a a thing that we had kind of floated around a month-long... New Day Daniel Bryan storyline, like what, two months ago on the show? Yeah, exactly. I see them as guys that you can transition in and out of there because they have built that up. Like if the Steiners had done that in the 90s, I I would have saw it there. I would, you know, I I just, I see that. Um, Eric Arsenal points out on Twitter, it was Goldust and Virgil at the 91 Royal Rumble. And, uh, he said, <laughs> you mentioned the Goldust Virgil Miss Punch, the 91 Royal Rumble. I was 10 at the time and at that show. It really hit me hard to see that. <laughs> it was. It was bad. That, that, I think, is when I realized, oh, it's fake. It's <laughs> fake, man. Uh, guys, this week on Fightful Select, Q&A podcast. Subscribers can ask me as many questions as they want. I will answer them all. We have the Fightful Report podcast. I'm going to give you all exclusive news ahead of the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Update contract statuses, injury uh, updates as well. Warren Hayes' NXT 205 Live UK review. Then we have Steven Jensen's Weekender podcast. He reviews AEW, NWA, all kinds of independent wrestling, Ring of Honor. It's a good time. Of course, we have our retro review up, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Alex, let the people know where they can follow you on social media. You can follow me at Pulowski the fourth uh, back here tomorrow for uh, for some smacks smacks downs and uh, and NBA getting back on Thursday. Looking forward to Diallo the, the Kentucky hot streak on All Star <laughs> Weekend continues. Yeah, I love it. We had no wins for like twenty five years, and in the last six years we've had like four or five. It's pretty awesome. Tuesday, guys, uh, Fightful MMA podcast, two p.m. Eastern. SmackDown podcast, post-show. We have Joe Holbert with a column coming up. Lots of neat stuff. Check it out. Thank you, guys. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.